John chapter 6 from verse 1 onwards. After this, Jesus crossed over to the far side of the Sea of Galilee, also known as the Sea of Tiberias. A huge crowd kept following him wherever he went because they saw his miraculous signs as he healed the sick. Then Jesus climbed a hill and sat down with his disciples around him. It was nearly time for the Jewish Passover celebration. Jesus soon saw a huge crowd of people coming to look for him. Turning to Philip, he asked, where can we buy bread to feed all these people? He was testing Philip, for he already knew what he was going to do. Philip replied, even if we worked for months, we wouldn't have enough money to feed them. Then Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. There's a young boy here with five barley loaves and two fish. But what good is that with this huge crowd? Tell everyone to sit down, Jesus said. So they all sat down on the grassy slopes. The men alone numbered about 5,000. Then Jesus took the loaves, gave thanks to God, and distributed them to the people. Afterward, he did the same with the fish. They all ate as much as they wanted. After everyone was full, Jesus told his disciples, Now gather the leftovers so that nothing is wasted. So they picked up the pieces and filled 12 baskets with scraps left by the people who had eaten from the five barley loaves. When the people saw him do this miraculous sign, they exclaimed, Surely he is the prophet we've been expecting. When Jesus saw that they were ready to force him to be their king, he slipped away in the hills by himself. Praise be to God. You see, um, the heart of man, unless it's really touched by God, will always look to see how it can Benefit from whoever is around them. That means how I can get what I want to get. The people here, they were blessed by God in a miraculous way where they got the bread, they got the fish, they ate so much, they were full, they were filled to their capacity this miracle food in front of them and now the whole mindset is wow if we have Jesus to be our king we will get food all the time this is cool this is great this is awesome we need someone like this this is the prophet let's make him the king they thought that they can force him to be their king. He slipped away into the hills by himself. Why is that? Why did Jesus slip away into the hills by himself? Why didn't he just stand there and explain to them and give a big teaching And who he was and why he came. Because he knew one thing. The people who came there. Came 
to receive, but they didn't have the heart to follow. If we have the heart to receive for the material gain, if we have the heart to just get what God has for us because we are here for some healing, we're here for some miracle, we are here for some some kind of earthly benefit, then we will completely lose focus on the will of God. They didn't care what God's will was for them at that time. They didn't care what the mission of Jesus Christ was. They didn't. Their thing is, this is profiting our bodies. This is profiting our families. And this is really benefiting us. Uh, me-centered. A uh, me-centered thinking. A me-centered culture. A me-centered pursuit. Everything is me-centered. And so it was not about, oh, Jesus did all these things. Let's go and ask Jesus. Let's go and talk to him. Let's see what he wants us to do. Jesus did all these things for us. Let's see what we can do for Jesus. No, it's more like you did this for me, Jesus. Let me see how much more I can get from you. We should not be Christians like this. We should not be people who come and sit and hear and listen God gives to us. Do these people come and ask Jesus? Oh, Jesus, we've been sitting here for so long and uh, don't you understand we have no food and give us some food and uh, otherwise we'll faint. Did they say that? No. It's Jesus who said that. That they need food. They should eat. Jesus who saw their needs. When we follow God Almighty, when we are in the presence of God, Always know this. God will not only meet your needs, but he will exceed what you must have. Because when he sees what you need, he gives to you according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. That means when he sees you need this, he sees and he says, you need this, I'm going to give you. And when he gives, he has big hands all the time. He has a big heart all the time. He's very generous and very very loving. So when he sees your need, he is moved to give you because you are in his presence, that you are where he is. Then he will be inclined to give you more than you can ask or imagine. None of these people came to the meeting expecting I'm going to sit here and after the meeting we're going to have a big feast because Jesus is here and we're going to have nice yummy food nobody came for that they came for healing they came to hear from him they weren't people who said okay I got healed I'm going home that's it no they actually sat there for his teachings they actually sat there to hear from him Jesus seeing each and every single one of them Seeing what they needed, caring for each and every single one of them, moved with compassion over every single one of them. He actually wanted to do something for them. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour.
if God wants to do something for someone and he wants you to play a role in that, it's very important for you to become a man of faith or a woman of faith. That means simply do that which God calls you to do. Just do it. Not ask questions or speak words of unbelief, but simply do that which God tells you to do. Now, Jesus saw the needs of these people and Jesus was going to meet the needs of these people. And he is giving his disciples the privilege to become a blessing. Jesus could have just done like what God did in the Old Testament. It just rained manna from heaven. He could have done that. He could have just rained bread from heaven. He could have done anything. God sent quail. He could have done anything there in the wilderness. But he chose to give the opportunity for his disciples to see the miraculous power of God so that their faith can grow to the next level. You call that practical training. Jesus knew what he was going to do. He loved the people. He was going to feed them. But he was going to use the disciples so that he can bless the disciples. We can say, oh Lord, I want to serve you and I'm following you and all these things. But if we're not paying attention to what God is doing, and if we don't have the faith to listen and obey and partner with what God is doing, then we will not receive that which God has for us, which means we won't be used by God. We can say, Lord, use me, use me, use me, use me, use me, but we won't be really used by God if we don't partner with God. There are many people out there, many, many people. Multitudes are out there. Multitudes are tired. Multitudes need food. When I say food, I'm not talking about physical food. It's talking about food for the soul. Multitudes are there. God is asking this question. I'm about to do something. I want to give you the privilege of being a co-laborer in that. That means to see the miracle and become the distributor of this awesome bread from heaven. The five loaves and two fish were the only bread and fish that belonged to this earth. When Jesus multiplied it, the rest of them all came from heaven. People ate miracle food, miracle bread and miracle fish. It just multiplied. As we heard Sunday, the prophecy, the coin itself was crafted by God. It's a miraculous coin. It's not like some, you know, coin that fell somewhere and some fish just jumped in God. No, this was a coin made by God to be given to meet the needs of the disciples there. You call the divine provision. Divine provision is divine provision when it comes from the divine hands of God. Otherwise, it's not divine provision. The coin that came from the mouth of the fish was a coin that came from God. And the miracle is, as we heard from the prophecy on Sunday, is when the coin is taken out, it doesn't have any stink and any smell and any slimy, gooey stuff. No, it just came out clean because it's a miracle coin. It comes from God. Jesus said, go, go to that fish and open its mouth and there you'll find it and get 
just very specifically God uh, speaks. Specific instructions God gives. And then the miracle is in the hands of God. God does the miracle. So when he does the miracle, it is a perfect miracle. And you see here, Jesus multiplied the five loaves and two fish. The five loaves and two fish were products of this world. Where it came from the fruit of the ground. And it came from his mom actually making the bread and making the fish and putting it in that, you know, container, whatever it was, and giving it to her son. She made it with lots of love for him, made sure that he had food to eat. That's the mother's heart. A caring mother made sure she prepared everything for the child so that the child can have it. So the child had it. But the rest of the bread and fish, you know where it came from? It came from the heart of God. It came from the heart of the Lord Jesus Christ. It came out of love and compassion. Those bread and fish carried the love of Jesus Christ. As it went into the hands of every single man, woman, child that showed God cares, God cares, God cares, God loves. God wants you to eat. God wants you to be well. God wants you to be happy. God wants you to go home with your tummy full so that you can go home straight to bed. That's how God cares. And you look at the bread that came. It came from the Father. It came from heaven. The multiplication took place, like I said, except for the five loaves and two fish that came from the hands of the child. The rest of the bread and fish came from God. Miracle fish, miracle bread is what they ate. It's not something that they caught and they roasted and they baked or they grilled and they gave it. No, it came from heaven. Just like how the water turned into wine and what they drank was not from the fruit at the ground. It came from above. That which God will give you. When you are in the center of his perfect will, this miraculous life and the way of living in the realm of God under the divine provision of God will happen to those who are under the care of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, Peter would have never seen this miracle of the coin coming out of the fish's mouth had he not left everything and followed Jesus and was living this life as a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. The people who experienced the miracle of Eating this miracle bread and fish would not have experienced this. They would have not been in that meeting. But Jesus had a long meeting, had a long service. He just went on and on and on and on and on. It looked like it was never going to end. But when heaven invades earth, time just dissolves. And all of them were there. Not once that, oh, it's getting too late and I need to go. And no, everyone stayed and all those who stayed experienced the power of God Almighty. They experienced the supernatural blessing of God. They ate that miracle food. They ate that miracle fish. They ate that miracle bread. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. This is what God will do for every single one who chooses to put God first in their lives. They say, Lord, 
I will do what you say. And I will sit at your feet, Lord. Wherever you go, I'll go, Lord. And whatever you tell me to do, I will do that, Lord. And I'm not going to be trying to play God in my life. I'm not going to be someone who will try to play the Holy Spirit in my life or in, or in someone else's life. But I will be someone who will sit at your feet. I'll be someone who will wait to hear. I'll be someone who will listen for the word that come from the mouth of God. The word. When that word comes from God, it carries everything that we need. Imagine how it would have been. I wonder how the fish would have tasted and how the bread would have tasted. It came from the hands of the Lord Jesus Christ. He multiplied it and he gave it to them. He didn't say, well, you all ate. I'll do something that I do. I'll do something that you don't feel hungry anymore. And when you go home, you'd go straight to bed. No. Food gives strength, but food also gives pleasure to people. When they eat tasty food, people are happy that they eat tasty food. So Jesus didn't say, okay, your soul was fed, just, you know, go home and um, go to sleep. And they're all happy in their spirits, but their bodies were so weak and they just dragged themselves. Or Jesus didn't say, well, I'll do something that you won't feel hungry. You just go home. The joy of the Lord is my strength and then just go home and go to sleep. Jesus showed that he cared. Jesus wants you to be blessed. He cares about your emotional well-being. He cares about your spiritual well-being. He cares about your physical well-being. He cares about your financial well-being. He cares about your marital well-being. He cares about every aspect of your life if you are under his care. You know why? Because it becomes a reflection of him. Your life itself will become a reflection of him when you sit at his feet, when you say, Lord, I will be your disciple. When we sit at his feet, then we will become a reflection of him. Your talk, your walk, your mannerisms, your clothing, the way you live, everything will become a reflection of him. And people see you, they'll say, this is a product from heaven. This belongs to God. This is a child of God. This carries the fragrance of heaven. This carries the glory of God. When you see how many times I said, God, 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 God. There's no room for me, myself, and I. Because me, myself, and I is like the dead fly. But when you remove the dead fly out of your life, that means you choose to be hidden in Christ. Oh, I want people to be heard. I want people to see how nice I am. I want people to see, you know, how strong I am. I want to see people, you know, what a testimony I have. I want to see people, you know, what I can do, what I can say. And that is the dead fly that will stink up everything that God has done in your life. But if you remove that me, myself, and I out of your life, and be proactive in hiding yourself in Christ, then what will happen is you will see the glory of God in your life because me is gone, myself is gone, I is gone. What should remain? The glory of God. When you live to make him known, when you live to hide yourself in him, when you live 
so that the kingdom of heaven can come down to where you are. Then the king will be responsible for everything that pertains to you. He will. Absolutely he will. God cares about you. God loves you. God not only healed their bodies, not only fed their souls, but he actually fed their bodies and sent them home with joy. Internal joy and external joy. They're so happy with all the miracles they received. They were so happy with all the teachings they got from Jesus. They were so happy just being with Jesus. Now they're going home. Their tummy is full. They are so happy. Oh my goodness. I cannot forget this bread. I cannot forget this fish. And they're all going home talking about the greatness of God, the Lord Jesus Christ. If they would have just said, I can't come to the meeting today because um, I need to cook for tomorrow. They would have been sitting with the old porridge and the old stew in the house. But they made this their priority. They said, I will sit at the feet of Jesus. I'm going to go where Jesus is. And they were not people who were looking at the clock and looking at the clock and looking at the clock and looking at the clock. They were people who were lost in his presence. You need to become such a person. When that happens, Jesus who sees you, he himself will say, you're already happy. I'm going to make you even more happy. You're going to be happier than when you came. You're going to take this and you're going to go home. Even though you're so happy with the healing that you received. I want to make you happier now. I'm going to give you nice yummy food. And having eaten that, you're going to be so happy. You're not going to just go tired with lots of joy. But you're going to hop, skip and jump. And you're going to say, I'm so happy because your tummy is full now. What a kind God we have. What a good God we have. The Lord God who cares about your total being. He cares about your soul. He cares about your mind. He cares about your body. He cares about your physical needs. He cares about your emotional needs. He cares about your mental needs. He cares about your spiritual needs. He cares about you, period. But it's very important for you to know to what extent he cares. You don't wonder that you stay within the fold. Where he is, that's where prosperity is. Where Jesus is, that's where peace is. Where Jesus is, that's where blessing is. Where Jesus is, that's where joy is. Where Jesus is, that's where all happiness and fullness of glory is. When you are with Jesus, you have everything. You have everything. You know, there are children... uh, They're with their parents all the time, especially their mom. And when it's time for them to go to school, you send them to school. I'll be surprised if I heard someone say, I send the child to school and the child really said, bye mom, you know, and went to preschool all happy and, uh, and never looked for the mother. That'll actually show that the child really didn't have a proper bond with the mom or the dad, you know, whoever is with them or both parents. When a child has a very stable environment and the child has experienced a lot of love, when you let the child go to school or preschool or whatever, the child is going to cry. 
Mommy, don't leave me. I was going to die. I'm going to cry. No, don't go. The teacher will say, go, go, go. I'll take care of the child. They'll cry and cry. And you'll see like all the little ones sitting there, all crying and crying and crying. And the teacher has a way of bringing them out. It takes a few days. You know, for some kids, it'll take a week. Every time and the, and the child cries and the parent leaves and the parent has a heartache. They feel like they're going to die. And, and that's the parental bond when you have with a child. That's a good thing. And then they grow, you know, from there, but that bond will be there. If the parent is not doing what they should be doing with the child, that's when someone else will come and take the child away. So when you look at a believer, the believer who's really with Jesus Christ, no Satan, no boogeyman, no one can come and take that believer from Jesus Christ. If someone comes and calls a child who's really close with Jesus will not want to go the other side. They're going to run away from the imposter. They're going to run away from the deceiver. They're going to come straight to Jesus and they're going to say, somebody is there. They'll tell on them. That's a good kid. That's a kid that has learned to trust the parent, not the other way around. If a child wants to run away from the home, it's not a good sign. Some of the influences come in and whatever needs to be strong here, it's not there. The bond has to be there. When it comes to the bond that every believer must have with the living God, the one who loves us, the one who cares for us, we have to be under his care. If we don't have that bond, that's when it will be very easy to fall and to get hurt, to get burnt. God is speaking to hearts today. Make sure you're with your heavenly father. Make sure you're with Jesus Christ all the time. And that your bond with him is so strong that nothing can take you away from that bond. You know, that when, when some kids are constantly raised by somebody else, it's not even going to the child is not even going to look for the parents because it's always in, you know, the aunt's house or in the uncle's house or, you know, somewhere they become like the mother or the father to the child. That's not a good thing. If there's abuse and somebody else is raising, that's fine. But there are some people that this is a burden for me. They just give it to somebody else. And then later on, they'll be scratching their head. What happened? The child doesn't want me. How will it want you? How will it want you? It's important to have your bond strengthened. You need to be in the presence of God. If you're somebody who runs out all the time, you're going to run into the hands of the deceiver very easily. But if you know Jesus Christ, if you have a tight bond with Jesus Christ, nothing, Apostle Paul says, nothing, no hunger, no peril, no nakedness, no nothing, no famine, nothing can take me away from Jesus Christ. Nothing. Because... I'm so tightly knit together with him. And taking me away from me is I will die without Jesus. That's how it should be. We need to be like those little babies, little ones. When somebody tries to take the kid from the parent, they just cry. That's a good cry. That's a healthy cry. It's important 
for us to be with Jesus. When Satan comes, we need to know how to put up a fight and kick him out and run to Jesus and stay there. Stay within the boundary that God has placed for you. That is your safety zone. If you leave that boundary and wonder, then you'll be wondering, uh, why is this missing? Why am I not hearing this? Why am I not hearing from God? There are people who hear a hundred different voices and they think it's all God's voice. And they'll be very disappointed when everything goes wrong. Jesus said this. My sheep, they hear my voice. These are sheep that will listen and they'll follow because they know the voice of the shepherd. Oh, because they know the voice of the shepherd when the stranger comes in, they will not listen to the voice of the stranger because there is a tight bond. They're not going to leave the shepherd. They know that I will be here not because they have to, because they want to. They have this tight bond. Tight bond. We need to have the tight bond, that emotional attachment with the Lord God Almighty. We need to have that spiritual attachment with the Lord God Almighty. We need to have that every form of attachment with the Lord God Almighty. We need to have that sense of godly contentment and this godly awe and this godly pride. That I belong to God. I'm ready to testify anywhere because you know who you belong to. Not arrogance. A sense of joy and belonging. Knowing that you belong to God. No one can take you away from Jesus. God is speaking to our hearts today. You need to be someone who enjoys the divine provision of God. By being in the divine presence of God. If you're not in the divine presence of God, then you won't enjoy the divine provision that comes from God. You'll just get little sprinkles here and there. If there's some people who are content with the little sprinkles, then there are some who just enjoy that waterfalls. They say, I will just live here. God is speaking to our hearts today. The people who chose to stay there with Jesus were the people who experienced the divine provision. They ate the miracle bread and the miracle fish. The disciples who left everything and followed him were the ones who actually got to see the divine multiplication take place right in front of their eyes. Imagine five loaves and two fish. Jesus prayed and blessed it and he gave it their hands and they're taking it and they're giving as they're giving. It's coming out of the baskets. It's coming out of the baskets, coming out of the basket. And the people there, they all know that in the wilderness you can't have this many food. But this is happening right in front of my eyes from my hands. I know we only have five loaves and two fish. Imagine. Imagine. The privilege that God, the Lord Jesus Christ, gave to these disciples. To become that blessing. You know, seeing the miracle in your hand is one thing. And then giving that miracle to someone and seeing little children and mothers and older people and young people scream in excitement. This miracle fish, this miracle bread. And the joy that comes from being an agent of blessing. Here, take more, take more, take more. God gave that privilege for his disciples who gave everything and followed Jesus Christ. This miracle and this privilege that Jesus gave to his disciples was a foreshadow and a foretaste of what God would do in the book of Acts later on. 
but they became the distributors. They became distributors of the bread of life. They actually gave manna from heaven to the people, which brought greater joy to the disciples. God is asking you today, don't try to shortchange yourself. And don't try to take yourself out of the blessing that God has for you. If you want to be someone who will be used by God, make sure you become a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. He will meet all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. He will give to you everything that you need in a miraculous way like the coin that came out of the fish's mouth. You'll see miracle after miracle after miracle, divine provision, you call it that divine provision. That means truly miraculous provision from God. And God will make you a blessing to many people. And God calls you and he tells you, give them something to eat. Never take it as a burden. Like these people were saying, um, oh, what can I give? How can I give something that I don't have? What is Jesus asking me to do? Oh, I feel stressed over it. A lot of people like that. You call them and give them something so they can be blessed. They'll make that as a curse. They will make it as a curse. They will say, oh, this is too much for me. And why should I be doing all of this? And why can't somebody else do this? Foolishness. Because you are giving away your blessing. These disciples, when Jesus called and he said, give them something to eat, what are they doing? They're trying to say, how can, how can, how can this, how can this happen? How can this, where is it going to come from? Full of unbelief. Let no one be like that. If God calls you and gives you something, you should be someone who will just take that, seize that opportunity because it is for God to bless you. Because he can pour manna from heaven directly. That he wants to make you a blessing so that you can be blessed, so that you can see the miracle right in front of your eyes. So your faith can be strengthened. So one day you can be used of God and you too can do the same thing. Prophet Elijah, he did this miracle. Multiplying the food. Jesus did this miracle. God says, I want you to be a partaker of this miracle. I want you to be a partaker of this miracle. And those who are close with God, that means those who really come to a closer walk with God, that means you need to let go, right? Being a disciple is letting go. Not my will. Getting into this higher zone of doing whatever God tells you to do. Then you will see the coin come out of the fish's mouth. Then you will be used by God to bring that coin from the fish's mouth and be a blessing. You'll see miracles happening right in front of your eyes. You'll be someone who'll be used by God to distribute that miraculous bread. That means you're seeing a miracle in front of you while you give to those people. They see the miracle too. And you're being an agent of blessing at this point. In order for that to happen, you need to be like these disciples who left everything. No agenda, except heaven's agenda. 
learning to follow Jesus in all things will cause you to enter into his zone, his zone of blessings and will cause you to become an agent of his blessing. Thereby, you will receive this double share, double portion, double blessing, double fold. One is you see the miracle in front of your eyes and you have it in front of you. Then two is you become a miracle. Through your hands, others are getting blessed. Shall we close our eyes and look to the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, precious Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for all that you've done in the lives of people. Lord, you are calling each and every single one to draw closer. You're saying, come near, come near. Don't stand far away, come near. Because you are calling every single one with a higher call, with a higher purpose to show them greater things, things that they've never seen, never experienced, never understood. You want to do greater things in the lives of every single one here. I pray may each and every single one understand their purpose in life. May their Lord become like the disciples. May they be like the people who tarried with him. May they become like the disciples who stayed with him all the time. And who did God's will. With this blessing, I bless your people with. As your servant standing in the presence of God. Before the throne of God. According to the power and authority given to me by the almighty God. I bless your people with this blessing that you alone can bless them with. That they may please you in all things. That they have the wisdom to be attached to you, Father. That they may have the heart to love you. That they may have a spirit of worship. That will adore you. That they may become wise children of God. Who will be blessed by you and will become a blessing to multitudes. By you, Jesus. I thank you for doing this. In Jesus' most precious name, I pray. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless us and keep us. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon us and be gracious to us. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon us and bless us with his peace. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, may the love of God the Father, and the sweet fellowship of his Holy Spirit rest and remain with us all now and until we see Jesus. Face to face. Amen. Amen.